Oh, I'm getting such stink eye off a gem at the moment. It's brilliant. Hello and welcome, you're listening to the Podcast 10 Forward, Season 3, Episode 3. My name is Daniel and with me, as ever, is my good friend and colleague Daniel. Daniel, how the hell are you? I, I thought that might have been a trick question, considering the last dry one we did, you mm. uh, told me to shut the fuck up. I'm fine, Daniel, how are you? Indubitably. I'm alright, Dan, as well, I'm alright, I'm sitting here in, uh, in Brazil, which I've got to say, sometimes, Dan... Feel like a man without a country. Why'd you say that? Because you got two passports. You got two well, countries. When I was, well, a man with everything, Dan, has nothing <laughs> sometimes. And uh, when when I was just a British man, going about my British ways, doing my British stuff, getting up, you know, going out and about and what have you, you'd have the foreigners over, family and what have you, from the wife's side. We were going out and about, and I'd be basically wrapping up in like five different layers because of how cold it was. And it wasn't even winter, it'd be in the middle of summer, and I'd have like a leather jacket on, uh, you know, a jumper, two t shirts, and a vest. Which I always found amusing, but you know, they come from a hot country, so you can kind of understand, but it doesn't stop us sniggering. Racist. And uh, then when I come to Brazil, I, pretty, I brought a couple of pairs of jeans with me, but generally I only ever really wear shorts I and t-shirts. I can't imagine denim. I can't. When I, I can't do. imagine Brazil as a denim um, accommodating country. Friendly. Mm-hmm. Well, at the moment it's winter in Brazil, <clears throat> and as soon as like the the clock says winter, it doesn't matter what the temperature says. People are in again. A lot of leather jackets. You, you sort of think why would you mention that? But there's a lot of leather jackets and a lot of denim. It's like the 80s over here. Um, but yeah, straight away, you won't see people in shirts and shorts and whatever because it's winter. It doesn't matter that it's still 25, 30 degrees. However, recently, it is winter, and recently, the last few days, the temperature has dropped to around 15 to 20 degrees. Oh, God, and that's got to be like... That is a... That's it. That's a good day in summer in in Britain. And I remember, like, I mean, I would still generally walk around like last year in Brazil. I'd still be in shorts, flip flops, and t-shirts. What the fuck are you on about? Be like, what the fuck is Dan, wrong with you? And I'd it's be like, averaged Wait. about thir- Dan. It's averaged about thirty fucking degrees this summer. It's fucking it, for an Englishman. This is like. Yeah, well, what I'm saying is, that's, that's my point, I wasn't there this summer, so I don't know about that, but previous experience, it could be 15, 20, 25, and that's a good summer day. So over here, when you get a, you know, a low temperature of 15 to 20, I'm still in shorts and t-shirt, and people around are in like jackets and jeans, and I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, I was born in the mountains, raised by wolves, I'm British, you know, I'm fucking tough. However, the last couple of days, I think it was yesterday I was speaking to you, or the day before, and you said it was about 30, and uh, I was actually quite cold, Dan, to the point of where I had to put a fleece on and actually put some jeans on as well. Kept the flip-flops, but, you know, I was cold. And even last night, I was a bit chilly. I had to, put, I had to close the window. Point is, it was only 15, 16, 17 degrees. Now, I know that I come from a colder climate than that, Dan. However, when I go back to the UK, and it's going to be starting winter, and it's going to be around the fucking zero to five degree mark... Like, where do I belong? I've, I've, I've not completely acclimatised, if that's the correct <coughs> word, to Brazil. And I've certainly 
like lost my acclimatization well, to Britain. I am a man well, without a country then. A man Welcome a to the Thunderdome, motherfucker. You are going to find out the hard way what it means to leave. turn your back on this great nation <laughs> and come crawling back. Um, <clears throat> it's not going to be that bad when you come back. I mean, I'm going to feel like a European, is that what you... we, we've, <laughs> we've had a nice healthy dose of um, global warming this year, so I think it'll, it'll be like a nice musky kind of... I think 50, you can, you can, I don't want to turn this into a weather forecast podcast, but you can expect uh, temperatures of about 15 degrees, Dan. <laughs> it winds of approximately 16 miles Look, an hour. Let's just turn uh, a long story short. For the last six to seven weeks, I think I've produced enough nut butter to kind of uh, start a, uh, a, a small uh, product line for like a major supermarket. Um, and it's, can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> and hopefully the the temperature will start to drop because, look, man, I know there's people in countries that get it a lot hotter, but look, I, I wear a jumper underneath this shirt, you know? Like, I, Dan, we're a cold nation that are used to having to try and warm up. We're not a nation that is used to trying to cool down. So all of our houses... It gets the heat and it clings onto it for, for sweet dear life, which is good during the winter, yeah. <laughs> but not so good now. It's usually fucking warmer in the house that's than a, it is outside. That's, a, that's an interesting point. I was talking to someone the other day about it. Um, they were because like, I was feeling chilly, and so they sort of use me as almost like a guide. If they see me putting a fleece on, they know they're fucked because it's it's going to be very fucking cold for them. Yeah, right. I, I, I said uh, apparently somewhere in the very south of Brazil they saw snow for the first time in years. I was like, man, I fucking missed the snow. I know it hasn't really snowed properly in Britain for a few years, but it does happen even down south where we live. And uh, the the girl I was talking to, she was just like, oh, I find it strange. I was like, oh, I miss the cold. Like it's nice to wrap up warm, sit inside, hot cup of coffee, hot cup of hot chocolate something like that you know with the the fierce weather outside and she's like that's fucked i don't know how you do that but the thing is our houses are built completely different to yours i mean for starters the fucking the cement between the bricks is a lot tidier <laughs> but beyond that we also have double glazing you don't have you don't even know what double glazing is you've barely got single glazing most of the windows around here have just got fucking wooden <laughs> shutters they open and they, then they just lo- no they, they just there's line no uh, holes in the wall with sand and hope the heat does the rest <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, um, I don't think I've been into a house with carpet the entire time that I've been here, and there's there's few and far between have I seen a rug dang. that tie the room I've together. Got fucking, I've, I've got I've got carpet in my toilet. Yeah, yeah, which is fucking weird. But I mean, no, Dan, we're yeah, we're so civilized. We know not to fucking miss that aim. You know what I mean? That's why we've got carpet. But it is so fucking hot out here. They're like. Basically, what can we do to the house to not trap heat? <laughs> do you guys have aircon out there? Oh yeah, that's the other thing. They got a lot of um, in the house we're living in. Every room's got a ceiling fan, and although we don't have aircon in this house, it's built in a way that it's got pretty fucking decent airflow. Oh don't fuck really a ceiling fan, man! Um, All that does is like blow the warm air at you. I want. I mean, I mean proper fucking. No, that's. No, um, like the um, oh, I sound really fucking privileged here, but the beach house and the lake house, such <laughs> a cunt. air conditioning in like every bedroom, 
So like the middle of the summer when it gets to about 45 degrees, you are just like, fuck this, taking me cocktail to the bedroom, whack the aircon on. And even then you're like, oh, oh, 18 degrees, so cold. But like, yeah, well, whatever. So yeah, and then again, like the girl I was talking to, she was like, do you have uh, aircon in England? It's like, no, but we have central heating. You don't have that. You don't. Again, <laughs> well, it you brings my point, doesn't it? Like, we're right. used to heating up. See, I, I've got like a built-in thermometer, Dan. I know when it's too hot or too cold, right? So if it's too hot, it means that uh, my chest becomes like a water slide. It's you. You could, you could glide off of the uh, the musky rug. Where if it's too, it's just not sticking. If it's to too cold, sofa. my man nipples um, can cut glass. So that that that's the way to know. Is it that's the the built-in thermometer? If if my chest is wet, it's too hot. If I can, uh, if I press my chest up against glass and it shatters, too cold. That's a. Pretty standard British way of testing the uh, temperature there, Dan. Pretty sure that's in the ISO 2001 um, scenario. <clears throat> anyway, Dan, moving on to something a little uh, less creepy. What's less creepy about my hairy man nips? Over to you. <laughs> I was just, you know, I mean, it's it's a good mm. visual. Um, I, I mean, I'd like to say that I don't suffer from that. Mate, you've again, you've got a fucking. I don't think it's a woman thing. It's Dan, a if I wear thing. a jumper underneath my shirt, you've got a fucking fleece. Yeah, I suppose so. Dan's referring to, of course, the uh, fleece that I wear under <laughs> my t-shirt. <laughs> it's pretty bitchy. Anyway, I mean, the point I was trying to get to there, Dan, is this now sort of uh, dying away. Is, uh, I'm a man without a country. 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 I thought that would be a good title for this episode. Man without, man without country. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds profound. Then they listen. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so, Dan, what are we talking about this week? Well, first, we'll lightly brush on something which... Now, <clears throat> before we go into this, I've already had a quick word with um, my wife, Gemma, and... I said, and you know what I'm going to talk about when I when I tell you this this sentence. I said, Dan's not going to like this. And she said, why? I said, well, because the main character is a black woman. Of course, we are going to quickly discuss Lower Decks. <laughs> why wouldn't I like this, sorry? Because the main character is a black woman. What's that got to do with anything? Well, one of your uh, pet peeves with Discovery was because they were trying to, and I quote... black people. Jesus Christ, Dan, that's fucking (laughs) heavy. Not my word, also. Dan, no, I quote you. They're trying to just push forced diversity on us. Now, I've really enjoyed enjoyed Lower Deck so far, Dan. I've really enjoyed it. Before you start sucking the dick, can I just say, just do a little little intro of the Lower Decks. Here here, here we go. Yeah, yeah. For those that ain't in the know, right, Star Trek, since Next Gen, has been declining rapidly. And they're now, they've broken through the bottom of the barrel, and they're now scraping through, not even whole shit, just fucking shit. Anyway, they've now come up with a new, like, money-making venture. There's a Star Trek cartoon. And uh, to look at the advert that was released, it looked like everything was wrong with not just Star Trek, but modern media. And when I say modern media, I mean things like um, Captain America... Um, talking about like um, <clears throat> the end of Game of Thrones, the way that a lot of modern television, film, 
and to a degree even like a literature is going where they are pushing the feminist agenda if you will and that's not to say that i've got anything <laughs> against women or other cultures what i'm saying is that they're there and they've got their place the same as everything else has but forcing one particular ideal down your throat where it doesn't really belong it always just feels forced and i felt after watching the car the the just the advert then the advert alone um there's like the the captain is a, a a strong black woman the number one in command is like a fucking jarhead basically like an american sas so not sas um, an, an american you know like the big fucking meathead more muscles and brains dumb motherfucker and the, the, the character the spectrum of female characters just in that advert were either like super brainy or super strong if you will, and then the men characters in that advert were super fucking dorky to the point of where they were like, not even beta males, they were like gamma or delta males, or so alpha they couldn't compute, like, how to fucking wipe their own ass. Anyway, Dan wanted to talk about it on his podcast, and he was like, you're going to watch that. I, like I said in the episode, um, you can never go home, I'm, like, I'm done with all of that now, I'm not going to watch it, because it's just going to wind me up. Um, and it's it's just not for me. It's not it's not why I consider Star Trek. I'm not going to argue about it anymore because otherwise, every every time we release one of these, it's going to be the same fucking dead horse being flogged. Stan was like, "Oh no, man, go on, just at least give one a chance, and then we can like, have a chat and probably have an argument about it, be entertaining." So, all right, fair enough. <clears throat> so, Stan watched one. Then get text, <laughs> I didn't say it. it. No, I, I, I didn't. I didn't say it. Like, oh, hang on, and then like, a couple of days later, I was like, oh, Dan, uh, can you do me a favour and like, uh, you know, see if you can get hold of the second episode for me, like legally, obviously, because uh, I can't get hold of it through any of the subscription services that you have to fucking pay for that you never had to pay for again back in the- anyway. So Dan wanted me to pirate some stuff for him, so I pirated him it, sent it over, and as I was pirating, I also downloaded the first episode. I have watched them both. But at this point, I'm going to let Dan take over and tell us. Right. <clears throat> now, I, no, no, I'm I, not I wasn't, sure. No, that, that wasn't my No, 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 let me just. <clears throat> I'm not sure where Dan's going with this, whether he's trying to set up like a massive like, uh, aha, and like just completely go 180 on his usual uh, narrative of being so negative or whether he is going to follow through and he's just cocking his leg ready for the fart that will be his opinion. However, <clears throat> lower decks. Now, um, I was, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was sceptical before watching lower decks because I, I kind of saw it and thought, oh, they're doing all these series and all these cartoons. We're going to get sick to death and we're going to be oversaturated like we are with Marvel. You know, they're, they're going to just do a pow, 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 a show, a, a film, a, a cartoon, a fuck it. You know, there is such thing as too much of a good thing. <clears throat> um, so I, w- I was sceptical before uh, watching Lower Decks, especially when they sh- showed you the uh, ship design. And you know me, I'm a sucker for a good ship and it looks like a fucking coffee table. Um, but I, w- I, w- I was pleasantly surprised by Lower Decks in the sense that I can... Dan's criticisms with Discovery and uh, whatnot, I can, I can, I can understand. Like, I can totally see a lot of the plot holes and shortcomings that Disco and Picard have got. Yeah. Um. I also, um, I, I prefer standoff, standalone episodes to uh, serialized series, as they were. But I also understand that you got change with the times, etc. Blah blah blah. <clears throat> Lower decks. Um. So it's set on this uh, starship, the USS Cerritos, 
and they specialize in what's known as second contact so they're not the uh, prestigious crew that get to uh do first contact they're the uh, suckers that have got to do the follow-up kind of meetings cross the t's dot the i's fucking pads you know all that kind of crap uh, they are by no means prestigious at all they're just a bunch of uh generic starfleet cunts that are just thrown together and just said right they are the admin workers of starfleet down essentially they are they're not the management they're not even middle management they're admin and it just follows their kind of zany uh, activities it is basically standalone episodes there's no uh, story arc that kind of flows through it um which i would imagine would cater to more of the uh i suppose the f word no the f word the fanboy um and there is a there is a lot of there is a lot of um, references that would also kind of uh, tickle the uh, balls of the N word, you know, the nerd, the Star Trek nerds that are out there, especially episode three, Dan, where they oh, I won't ruin anything for you, um, but anyway, point being, I was going to say don't talk about episode three because I have actually seen the first two episodes and I would like to discuss them. For, I appreciate your I, point I here, think, but, and I think you should give us a little bit more, but carry um, on. You've got that the main character who, yes, she's she's a woman. Um, you've got uh, uh, the the other main character who's voiced by Jack Quaid, who is in The Boys. Dan, if you've seen you've seen the series The Boys, you know the uh, Meg Ryan and Jack Quaid's um, offspring. Quaid. They're obviously Quaid. Dan Quaid. Don't care as if that's his real um, name. Who obviously My name is Douglas Quaid. Who obviously got into. Uh, the role through nepotism but let's not argue that for that thought that point um so they're the main two characters in this and yeah they're lower decks crew they're kind of like first level ensigns you know officers in training as it were um one guy is like super duper starfleet he's by the book dan he uh lives for the rules and the other is a bit of a gung-ho don't care what you say i'm gonna make my own rules dan that's my only rule is that i don't live by the rules um kind of person and it's just their kind of activities on the ship and all around it, whatnot. I thought so far so good. So uh, <clears throat> overall, so far so good for you. Yeah? yeah, I wouldn't say it's terrible. I wouldn't say it's the best thing Star Trek have ever produced, but I also wouldn't say it's definitely not the worst. Oh, well, here it comes. Two things, primarily that I just need to quickly go over. Yeah. I was going to say, like, um, as I mentioned, with the advert, um, I see the advert, and with the advert, I was just like, this fucking looks awful. Like, it's just not my cup of tea. I'm not going to bother with it. The only reason I've watched it is because you wanted me to download it for you and send it over. Um, in the advert, uh, as I mentioned, it looks very, like, forced PC, forced fucking, oh, we've got to have a strong, powerful woman. She's got to be a woman of colour. And, like, oh, do you know what? They missed the fucking, she should have been disabled ticket as well and you know they would have had the whole fucking nine yards it was like seeing shit like that and then like i say every male character dumbed down to the point of where the females no longer work hard to exceed them they are just naturally it was just like loads of just fucking bullshit but i digress i actually watched the episode the first two and i quite enjoyed them i was quite shocked with it um yeah. i would say there's one or two downsides of it um, the first being the animation, I don't think it's particularly great. It's very flat. When you look at like um, the ships from the exterior and you look at the planets, they're like really, really well drawn and beautifully coloured and beautifully shaded. But when you actually look like um, at the characters and the background scenes, they're very flat and yeah. they're, they're that kind of like Rick and Morty cartoon network style, which is fine. And compared to like, the, you know, the original series had an animated series. Obviously, that's 
fucking in comparison awful <laughs> but i mean we're at an age where like futurama was how many years ago and it looks better than this i think However, it's animation just, style though isn't you know, it you can kind of it's neither here yeah, nor it's there a style it's of animation there it, goes, it is a style it? it's not my again not my cup of tea but um i'll tell you one generally i was like this is actually pretty good as you said they, they seem to be like bottle episodes the two mm. that i've seen um the characters like the the captain being like the strong female character didn't come across as a false she came across a lot like jane ray did yeah. just the captain <clears throat> she just came across as the captain she wasn't like i am a woman captain she was like i am the captain and the meathead first officer didn't come across as a meat it like, just you know, seems like a, like a super writer that's thing. Is that, best um, i can describe it yeah, it, exactly that. That's that's one thing. I, like, there's there's two other small, com- not complaints, but like niggles I'd have. And one was like um, a thing I, I wasn't overly fond, but can look beyond is every character is a caricature, 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 like an exaggeration of a character. Because it's a cartoon, they seem to go like over the top with each. So, you know, you've got like your geek and then you've got your intro. Well, it's a cartoon though, Dan. You've got to expect that. You've super intelligent one. Of course, but what I'm saying is, I just felt that they were each character was overplayed. Perhaps as the series goes on, they'll settle into their character because it, you look at things like um, Firefly, the first episode, you're basically introducing the crew, so you kind of have to accentuate their characteristics. So perhaps like three or four episodes in, which I'm actually well up for watching. <clears throat> I would I would strongly suggest watching episode three because it is a really good one. Oh no! Like I'm, I'm, I'm up for watching it. Uh, definitely. Um, the only other small like little things at the end. Again, this might just be a early first se- season gl- sort of niggle, as it were. But at the end of the first episode, when the uh, the main chick, the one that doesn't wear a fucking uniform properly, um, she's like, "Oh, you ever heard of Diana Terrell? Have you ever heard of what?" Like she's just like referencing all of the names from the other Star Treks, and it's like. I know it's Star Trek. You wouldn't be watching if it wasn't. You don't need to fucking reference a load of other Star Trek ship. <laughs> that aside, quite enjoyed it. And with you talking about, again, like I'm really trying. I don't want to be negative, Nancy. But you know, you said the ship looks like yeah. a coffee table. That's one thing that the that Discovery has got over this is that at least Discovery come up with a new ship design. This is just the fucking Galaxy class. <coughs> With like that's been like put through a transport, you know, like the flyer where the guy goes through it and a fly gets in. And yeah, but like, from what I understand, uh, this looks like an Enterprise has gone through a transport. With from my under- coffee table, it's just yeah. But from what I understand from other uh, conversations online, is that the ship's deliberately meant to look shit because it's meant to be a shit ship. Because yeah. they are what they it's are. It's meant yeah. to be yeah. a crappy but, one. Um, so yeah. But no, I, 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 I don't think the humour's particularly hilarious. I think it's sort of on the mark to it. Like, they make a few... I, I would like them to make... Like, they've obviously gone for something between... Not as extreme as Rick and Morty, but not as dry as... Is it uh, Future Space, Inner Space? Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Whatever the fuck it is. I think, I think the humour should be a lot drier, and I think they should make a lot more geekier drier references to Star Trek. I think Trek. as time progressed um, probably we'll get there but what you got to remember is that they're all almost expecting a percentage of the people that are watching this to not really have watched all of the TNG episodes if you know what I mean and so <coughs> it, it's no I think there's a I think it's got fucking absolutely massive potential I've enjoyed the first two episodes and I like the fact 
that they have gone down and done an away mission and the Klingons look Klingon um, and it doesn't seem to be... Um, you see, like this is the problem I have with um, one of the problems, that, or one of the bigger problems I had with Picard and Discovery is that in those two episodes, acting and emotion was essentially either screaming at each other or crying. And then aside from screaming and crying, shit was blowing up. Whereas in this one, although the characters seemed a little bit hyperactive, at least every scene wasn't someone screaming at someone or fucking crying or something blowing up. So this seemed much more like a Star Trek episode. I'm not saying necessarily next generation. It just seemed like Star Trek. It, it seemed closer to to what I consider Star yeah. Trek. So, when they say you can never go home, you can always like <laughs> stay in a motel down the road. Which is what I yeah, right. I, <coughs> because I mean, it's, it's, I, I joke aside what I've, what I mentioned earlier about oh, I know what Dan's going to say about this. After watching it, I honestly thought that you would enjoy it like a lot more than you would Discovery and Picard. Yeah, I, I, like I say, I was very pleasantly surprised. I don't want to sit here and be one of those like fanboys. Like, oh, F word, Dan. We call it amazing. Like, as it's pitfall. But we call them F words. You know, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And I think if you've if you've given up on Star Trek because of Discovery and Picard, give this show a go. And even if you're not a massive Star Trek fan, but you like things like Rick and Morty or that sort of science fiction but nothing too super geeky i think this is <coughs> like this is i think what they were looking for when they dis- decided to make discovery if they re- would have released this instead of discovery i think they'd have well, a it's lot the good more thing about having it as a cartoon as well you can do some of the more ridiculous and zany adventures without worrying about it being yeah who like looks like doctor. who is i'm the sorry but i know cat. there's <coughs> you've got some right no no you've got some Beverly writers Crusher. from rick and morty that actually do this show it was one of the one of the one of the main writers, I think, from Rick and Morty was on created this show. Um <clears throat> but you've got like this cat person who is basically Squanch from Rick and Morty. <laughs> Fucking hell man, yes. Yeah, exactly. Bang on. I feel like I was just thinking like uh Crusher no, was a, a red cat, like uh, <laughs> a ginger coloured cat, but when I was watching it, I really couldn't place it. That's so exactly they're, they're, it, yeah. Squanch. Yeah. So yeah. there are some uh there are some things you can look at and go, oh, that's a bit blatant or that isn't blatant enough. Or, But there are also a lot of kind of like, there's there's a lot of like quick babbling going on that if you miss, it's like a blink and you'll miss it kind of reference to certain things or quite a lot of met. Uh, if you say that there's uh, writers from Rick and Morty on this, then I think then that... <clears throat> There's definitely going to be bits where there's also be quick Rick and Morty is a very uh, meta kind of uh, joking sort of comedy and it kind of translates into this as well there's quite a lot of that star trek kind of metary jokes as you as you're watching the uh the as you say watching and listening to the dialogue it does kind of pop up all these little things that kind of make it seem like it almost like a deadpool kind of style comedy if you know what i mean where you kind of feel that they're almost borderline talking to the yeah they're sort of they're not looking at the camera but they are breaking the fourth wall because they're referencing stuff where like I think there's a lot of I say inside jokes. There's a lot of jokes in the Star Trek community about the original series, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and uh, Next Gen, that are almost memes, and they've kind of included it. So although they have their their obvious references at the end of the first episode, oh, do you not know mm. like Commander Deanna Troy? There'll be references to stuff like when you look at the pads, or if you look at the screens on the back walls, there's stuff in them which are also 
fucking they look good because they are next gen era um displays whereas like again in discovery they've made them all look fucking yeah i mean you've got to remember i think uh, lower decks but like there's stuff going on in the background of that of that cartoon that's just lower decks is set about two or three years after the events of um oh nemesis that's it um about two or three years after the events of nemesis so that's kind of where it sits in the timeline so it's not set like about 10, 20 or 30 years ahead. It's yeah. it's set pretty pretty close to the end of... <clears throat> yeah, and that's the other thing. It's, it's been set in where, I think, like, uh, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, it's set in a, in a timeline um, or in the timeline where you generally want it to be set. You don't want another series that's set 100 years before Kirk or 10 minutes before Kirk or 1,000 years after Picard. It's like... We're just carrying on the timeline. When they made Deep Space Nine, it was still within the realms of next gen. When they made Voyager, again, it, it was all sort of with, encapsulated within 50 years, you know? But So, the, the, I, 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 yeah, I, I say I don't want to sit here being a fanboy, the, the F word of it all, but... I don't. Oh, this I'm, is going to... Anyone I'm that listens more than I like uh, to regularly are going to be quite pleasantly surprised by your change of attitude. It's nice. Like I said, the, the reason I wanted to point out, the reason... Um, sorry, the... I wanted to point out my sort of shortcomings, if you will, or my misgivings when I see the advert for it and automatically just being like, oh, this is going to be fucking awful because of X, Y, and Z, is because Star Trek has been awful because of X, Y, and Z, and then they release an advert that is awful. And the only reason, like I say, it's just lucky that we do this fucking podcast. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have watched it. But it, I think it is a pleasant surprise for me to watch something and be like, that's actually all right. I'm enjoying it. I'm going to download the third one after we finish this. It's, it's yeah, I think bad, you enjoy- It's not that bad. And I think uh, if they if they cruise through, like, I don't know how many episodes they've got planned for, like, first series, but if it's, like, 10, 12, 15, by the midway point, I reckon it'll be proper... Like, I, th- I proper think the way it's heading, <coughs> this is easily going to be your uh, favourite modern Trek content, I think, the way it's heading. So, it probably already is. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, yeah, well, it actually, yeah, it is. Um, I'd say that the one thing that's going to take a little bit, of t- something I'm never going to get used to, is because it's it's an aesthetic that, that is very important to me, and that's the uniforms. I'm not a massive fan of. I think the that's meant to be a play on, you know, uh, in Picard where they do the flashback the... when uh, Captain Picard. Where where yeah where he kind of resigns after the attack on Mars they're wearing they're wearing that style of uniform yeah, where it kind yeah. of you know goes around like that but it I think it trans better it translates better on screen in Picard but also I don't think that particular lo- uh, uniform is great um, in modern Star Trek that being Discovery Picard and Lower Decks. I think the best uniform, the best, and it, and I think this uniform is so good it transcends some of the other Star Treks. It's better than Voyager's uniform and early Deep Space Nine and early Next Gen was the later Discovery one where um right yeah, Space I know, yeah. Pike comes on. <coughs> so not yeah. that fucking stupid jumpsuit that they're wearing, but like the uh, it's, well like, uh, it's a it's a modern um, take on the original with the fucking. I think I also think so, and I'm I'm, I'm going to call it now. Oh, oh, man, I, I think one. when uh, Strange New Worlds comes out, I think you'll actually enjoy that show because it's meant to be just like a a throwback to retro Trek. And I say retro when I say retro, I mean fucking Kirk era Trek. 
Yeah, where Old it's school. just a ship Original. going around, just yeah. fucking nosing about, trekking about, Dan, you know, across the stars. <laughs> you know, you're, you're part of this <clears throat> Star that, um, Trek. On the note of the uniforms as well, something, something that this... I, I don't think Picard has... I'm not sure if they have, actually. They probably have, but... Um, Something that this lower decks has not garnished us with in that regard is a, a com badge. Even in the original series animated, it was it didn't look like their com badge. It looked like a fucking really weird knockoff. But this one, it's just a grey outline of the badge. There's no, there's no real design to it. I it's think just that's like just a Star Trek. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just like a, a, it's just the start. That's a Star Trek shape. Just whack that on there. Yeah, it's that's because it's it so small. They they can't animate it. It's it's part of animation. You wouldn't animate something that small on every single person. But I'm just a little bit disappointed because I like again part of the, like one of my like in in the Star Trek universe. Some of my most favorite things are ship design, uniform design, and then com badge design. So I'm yeah, I see what you mean. For, you know, like alternate universes, future universes, and all that. Whatever different designs of com badges and whatever. So for them to just like have a grey. I suppose it's one of the. Uh, I, I know we're segueing a little bit, but it's it's a bit of a pet peeve about the. Um, we'll call it J.J. Abrams era of Star Trek. Is that some of the uh, uniforms weren't that bad yet? Some of them were also really fucking terrible. Like when they're in the academy, they're all wearing fucking like SS style fucking Nazi hats and fucking. I was just about to... I was literally just breathing out after having a puff. I was about to say they look like a bunch of fucking Nazis walking yeah, around. Yeah, I don't know where like, the... And they're grey as well when they've got that fucking hat. I don't know what the fucking hats they are about, the man. Like, the that, that, it's and like a military bolts. kind of uniform that has never been seen in any fucking... See, that's... that's a, like That was the problem. One of the major problems with the J.A. Abrams universe and then Star Trek after that is that he tried to make it more, uh, sorry, less United Federation of Planets and more United States of America. So the Federation was all of a sudden the US military. So he needed to make them look militaristic in in their uniform. Like it's an early era, so they can get away with changing the uniform. Fair enough. I mean, like if you flick through um, a couple of the Star Trek encyclopedias, you'll see similar looking uniforms. But that just made it look <laughs> like a bunch of fucking Nazis in like San Francisco. Anyway, moving on. So, yes, Dan, um, Star Trek, Lower Decks, not so bad. Check it out. Um, we'll see how, it, see how it pans out, won't we? I mean, no one likes us to both just agree on stuff, so hopefully it does go downhill, so I've got something to bitch about. But um, moving on <laughs> swiftly. Moving on swiftly. Um, we could talk about assimilation, but I, I feel like that's got to just be forgotten about and brought up naturally, you know? Yeah, it's got it's got to pop, it's got to uh, arise slowly and uh, strongly, just like your microphone. It's it's got to, it's got to be baked. It's got to be baked like a fine brownie, you know, like a cake. It's got to be uh, it's got to be brought up in nature. Um, however, I do sidestep, Dan. Uh, when 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 you're back in town, uh, um, uh, someone I know that is probably going to put a roof over your head. Wink, wink. Is uh, uh yeah, maybe we could um record a, a special uh podcast once we've uh you know um eaten something and uh maybe watch a film maybe 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 pick a film what and uh record our reactions to said film as we're watching it maybe it's just you see cool. dan that sounds amazing and i want to do that just to clear 
Just to clear any fog out of the way there. I'm happy to do that. I think that's a good idea. And Joe does know how to cook a, a good batch of drugs. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No names, Dan. No names. No names. <laughs> Come on, man. There might be there might be some fuzz listening to this. But either way, what I want to clear up is about that, about your contact putting a fucking roof over my head. Let me just clear something up. Yeah. I have put a roof over his head. <laughs> So I'm just clearing a bit of that roof back for myself. Is what? <laughs> There's no fucking hey man, putting anything over you, my head, sunshine. If you ain't got no rent to pay, he's putting the roof over your head, sunshine. If he's saying I can stay there for free <laughs> in my own house, for nothing, then, <laughs> <laughs> then cool, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know Joe is cool. <laughs> you just go, motherfucker. There's no one staying in that room already. Yeah, I mean, what are you gonna, what are you gonna lose? What are you going to gain is some entertainment. Now <clears throat> cook these drugs. Um, I think yeah. he's, yeah, I think he's enjoying living alone as well, Dan. So it might be a bit of an adjustment for your uh, fat, stinky, hairy self turning up. Well, that's all right. You've got an inflatable bed that you bought just for me, so I'll stay around yours instead. <laughs> that's all right. I'll, I'll drop it off around Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing is, Joe's using the bed frame that Cat and I bolt and said yeah you can use it because he didn't have one so I might just turn up and be like look you can carry on using that bed frame but I'm having the uh, big bedroom what's up <laughs> you walk into the room you go you both look at the bed and you go well at least I know I know at least one of us has had sex <laughs> in that bed <laughs> oh I was going to say something very similar uh, <laughs> so we'll leave it at that <laughs> Oh, Joe won't be listening to this, so I ain't got nothing to worry about. Right, um, sorry, Joe. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, um... Yeah, moving on. But Dan, 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 all, all jokes aside, think of a film that would be best uh, to... Like a sci-fi film, of course. Dune. Dune. Yeah, Gemma said Dune. We should get... No, man, no, <laughs> Fucking no, no, hell. No, 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 no. That'd be like a four-hour podcast. Is, you have to, Fuck you have to like, me. get a good mix of interest like for example when i go back to the uk i was thinking what i'm going to get dan to watch is primer because it's a very it's one of the greatest science fiction films ever but it's not something you can watch for the, at least for the first time totally stoned because you won't get it and there's nothing funny about it there's that you're just going to be monging and asleep within 20 minutes um however i think maybe like there's another film i was going to get you to watch is demolition man and i think there's some funny things in i've that. seen demolition man you've seen it Taco Bell, man. Yeah, it's this Taco Bell's like the posh restaurant. The, uh, bit, the one of the uh, hit songs is about fucking hot dogs, and right, so they you take. Seen, uh, you've obviously not seen it recently, so I think that will be a good one to watch post Browning. They uh, they have sex by putting VR fucking headsets on, and yeah. Greetings and salutations. Yeah, so I think that will be a good film for uh, Joseph for us to. Uh, so I know it's completely relevant. I know, I, I, no, no, uh, another, another segue, Dan. But uh, right now, uh, in the background on TV, one of the James Bond films is on. And do you know what one of my biggest gripes is? I know it's not sci-fi, but you know one of the the things that pisses me off about James Bond the most is that whenever he gets kidnapped, they never just stick a fucking bullet in his head. They put him on this over elaborate fucking means of torture or punishment that. Is just unrealistic and is giving him all the margins of possibility for escape. 
I think Austin Powers covered the ground on that one where they where I was he just says about that to say um, I think Austin Powers sort of where, well where his son that. where his son is like Scotty he's like why, why don't we just put a fucking bullet in his head now he goes no Scotty you don't get it <laughs> I need to set up an it always winds me up that quite easy to escape <laughs> it just winds me up what I don't just like oh, okay oh no more James Bond no I can hook him up to this chair with like a needle and oh, it's just like just kill him for fuck's sake. Actually, I won't tell you something about it. I'll tell you something about it in real life, or like when we're not recording. Were you kidnapped once and stuck up to? No, no, it's about being whacked in the head with like a quite a solid object, and the way. Oh, are you talking about your dad? Knocked out clean, and then they just get up and carry on. It's like you've probably got a concussion. There's no way (laughs) you can just get up and do fucking parkour. Dan, I've been hit in the head with a golf club before, man. It's uh, I, I know you, I know where you're coming from. <laughs> There's other things. Uh, well, man. There's other things. There's something very, very specific that I can't talk about on the recording, but I'll talk to you about it later. Excuse me. Oh, is that when cat smacked you around the face with a dildo? Oh, Sorry. What? Yeah. Anyway, carry on. That again. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, Dan. Dan. Uh, obviously, the section that people uh, tune in for is when me and you talk about the esoteric echelons of uh, sci-fi authorship. You and I, but carry on. You and I. See, I, I've just finished a book that was both uh, audible and uh, posted to me. <laughs> <laughs> was you reading it as someone was reading it to you? <laughs> Uh, no, I I got it with my Audible credit for the month on the basis that I didn't think I was actually getting it and then it turns up after I finish <laughs> listening to the cunt. Um, but but Dan's, uh, for a while now, you have set me on a, a bit of a, a path, a path that contains a lot of dick, Dan. <laughs> a lot of dick. Um, Philip K. I'm to get you on that path forever, man. <laughs> Philip K. Dick. Now, I understand what you mean when you were t- when you when you said he's your favourite author. I think I, I can kind of see why. You know, I mean, he's got a very specific style, but I think his uh, writing basically revolves around not so much the science in science fiction, but kind of like the psychedelic and the. Uh, I think it's more the concepts um, because a lot yeah, of I the mean, technology is more fantasy, but the concepts. You are know what? Fictional. Like you know, I recently read those Blake Crouch books, Recursion and uh, Dark Matter. They're very yeah. a lot of the some of the concepts do do kind of uh, sound familiar. When I was reading it, I was like, "Wow, this reminds me of so and so, so and so." And uh, Flow the Tears, the policeman said, "I think is arguably the best story that I've had by him so far." And yeah. it was a good. It was a good suggestion, man. It was it was a really good suggestion. Would you and, uh, say that like you prefer that to Ubik? Yeah, because Ubik, because um, I'd already heard a short story. I know you said that there's a short story which I haven't read or heard that was like the concept for that book. But I mean, have you actually read or listened to the full book of Ubik? Oh uh, yeah. And you prefer Flow My Tears? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, prefer... De- definitely, oh, definitely. Fair enough. I mean, they're my two favourite. I'd say probably my two favourite by Philip K. Dick, but I think Ubik would be above Flow My Tears. But Flow My Tears is fucking amazing, as weird as it is. Well, the next next one I plan yeah. to uh, get is a, a book called Valis. 
I don't know what it's about, but uh, it's just on the list, it's on the radar. If it's by Philip K. Wanna, Dick, I'll give it a listen. Do you want to tell us all a little bit about the old Flow My Tears, the policeman said? Oh, spoiler alert ahead. So basically, uh, it revolves around the main character. Now, you got to remember, when you said the book's over 50 years old, there's some kind of tropes in sci-fi that um, have probably been, you could say maybe done to death or done already, that wouldn't be so much an original plot twist for some people. But you got to re- appreciate the age of the book at the same time. Um, so this is uh, this revolves around the main character, Jason Travener. Travener, Travener, whatever. Um <clears throat> And he's like this big time celebrity in uh, what would be considered the past, but the future to the author. So, you know, there's some futuristic stuff like these uh, fancy dancy cars that can like fly about and all this crap. Anyway, um, so it follows Jason Traveno. He's uh, he's a smart guy, genetically enhanced. They call him a six. Um, And uh, he's shacked up with uh, a woman who is also a six. And the premise of the story revolves around him. Of initially, he gets basically, um, I'd say, fucked up by uh, by his bit on the side. I suppose you could call her. And she does something to him that basically uh, incapacitates him, and he wakes up. Dan, he wakes Sorry, up. Just to jump He's... in there, the thing that like she does to him, you know, like I think she injects it, yeah, something like that. Well, she throws sank on him that puts all these tubes and shit in him. But the point being, Dan, I'm just that's... saying, just two words, Dan. Tentacle porn. <laughs> well, it doesn't go inside him like that. It goes in his chest. Yeah, it does. It gets all up in him. It gets all up in his gears. Anyway, carry on. Sorry. My God. Anyway. Jesus fucking Christ. Dan, it, there's no, there's no sexual. Uh, yeah, my dog's in, just it, had the dirtiest fart, and she's sitting right <laughs> next to me. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Joys of dog ownership, man. Oh, carry on. Oh God, oh, you've kind of derailed. You've derailed this, Dan. You've derailed this section with smutty toilet humour. Sorry, no, that's not a joke. That's fucking heavy. Carry on, Dan. Carry on. My apologies. Uh, flow the tears from Dan. <laughs> Sting my eyes from the arsehole of a dog. Ah, <laughs> uh, Dan. Sorry, I segue again. But do you remember that time we went to see the darkness and um, we were on the underground and we were talking and you were trying to convince me what the positives of a dog. And this, this how old this argument's been. But we were on the underground and I was saying, no, nah, man. It's like one of the one of the many negatives that I brought up was dog farts. And there was a guy basically sitting slightly adjacent to us who was chuckling away to himself. Because he kind of looked at us and went, yeah, man, he said dog farts are fucking horrible. <laughs> he was just chuckling away to himself. But I I'll never forget that. He had a dog and that's how he knew. He was like, yeah, man, fucking dog farts are the worst. Just burn your eyes. <laughs> and then I think he was like, yeah, fuck. But he was like, no, man, I've got a dog. <laughs> uh, positives outweigh the negatives, Dan. Get yourself a dog. Anyway, carry on. The only dog I have, man, is a hot dog. Right. <clears throat> so he wakes up, Dan. And he is uh, in a bed. He's in a bed in this grotty motel. And he's uh, wearing the clothes that he was wearing when he got knocked the fuck out. He had the money in his pocket. Very important note that he had the money on him because he'd be fucked otherwise. Um, all he's got is his wits and charisma to kind of get him by. Because in this, uh, the premise of this world that he's in is that it's kind of like this dystopian future, I suppose you could call it, where 
there's been like civil war in america the police run the show their police is basically a propped up government there's no such thing as politicians anymore it's all police people and it's very much an authoritarian state in the sense that you need identification if you're not a person if you can't identify yourself you go straight to the fucking forced labor camps man you're you're out of there so uh he has to basically uh, figure out where he is. He needs. He, he's, he's got no fucking. Uh, no one seems to know where he is. That's the first thing that comes to uh, immediate attention. Is that he goes downstairs, tries to like uh, figure shit out where he is and whatnot. No one seems to know where he is. Now this is a man that had thirty million viewers on his Tuesday night show or Thursday night show, whatever it is, at eight pm on C- CBS or whatever. Almost um, as popular as us. Know, <clears throat> yeah, almost as popular as us. So you know it. No one seems to know where he is. He's like, of course you got to know who I am. I've got all these records. I've got this massive TV show. It seems that he's woken up in a world where he's never existed, essentially. And if he doesn't exist, his identification is pretty much useless. So he needs to get himself some new... Anyway, it follows the story of this guy who wakes up in the world. He's got no idea how he got where he was. No one seems to know who he is. His history, you know, they don't know nothing about him. And he doesn't exist on any official record or anything like that. So he has to go through all these channels, all these uh, adventures to uh, basically just get by and survive. Now, the main uh, crutch of the story is, of course, he... Uh, his, I suppose, involvement with the Popo. Obviously, a man like that in a world like that gets noticed pretty quickly. Police seem to... Uh, latch onto him pretty quickly because he gets hooked up with a a woman that's uh good at making hooky ids but she's also a police narc a narc then um gets rung in by the police they they need to know who he is and one of the uh top police generals as we call it he's got a bit of game of thrones going on with his sister um she takes notice of him she knows who he is dan and uh it turns out that uh the only reason no one seems to know who he is is because she took a drug. Now, this drug fucks up with your brain, man. It fucks up with your uh, your means to, on how you uh, perceive space and space-time around you. Essentially, it, trans- it transports the immediate person to another reality, I suppose you could say. Whether you could say dimension, but another reality. Mm-hmm. And now, while that does, that shouldn't affect this uh, poor Jason bastard... The drug also affects people that this person who takes the drug interacts with. So let's just say I'm sitting here, I take the drug and I'm thinking of you. You're going to get affected by that because you st- you're now a point of interest, you're a point of perception in my reality. Even if I've shifted, you're that's a point then, of uh, um, perception. That's uh, <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt the, uh, the, the, sort of the flow of my tears, the policeman said dialogue that you got going on there. This is the reason he's one of my most favourite writers. <clears throat> because when you talk about science fiction, generally it's like aliens, spacemen, going to the moon, going to another planet, warp speed, and all that sort of bollocks, phasers at full. And, um, but there is another type of, you know, there's many other types of science fiction, but they all sort of go along a, a, a particular part of the curve, if you will. Um, with Philip K. Dick... His science fiction kind of goes off on a tangent. Not on a tangent, it's like an off-key. So, you know, when you write a science fiction book, if you were writing a song on piano, all of the keys are there. Generally speaking, in music, 
Western music, for example, you would use certain keys, certain chords, certain scales to produce certain types of songs and music. And very rarely you might have the odd song that's a bit fucking off key, shall we say, where you're like, oh man, that was a fucking, that went a bit sideways. That went a bit weird. But generally, by the end of the book, it's brought back round to something more what you'd consider to be Western music, a little bit more back in scale or a little bit more back in in, in with the uh, the rest of the song. With Philip K. Dick, I've always felt that he's basically looked at the keys and gone, what are the most... What are the, the what, what keys are used at the least? And how can I make music out of that? And I feel that... Uh, not to get on like some fucking hippie stoner thing but when it comes to drugs and hallucinogenics and mind-altering circumstances he doesn't take that as just like hey man yeah like let's just get fucking baked and listen to music and let's get baked and do this that or the other it isn't it is not drugged based science fiction it's it's a science fiction where as opposed to traveling the stars by warping space and time he's traveling the stars in the universe warping the mind and there's like yeah. a there's there's I don't know the names of any of them, but there's there's theories out there, and I'm sure you've thought of it yourself, because I certainly have, about um, the levels of consciousness and where it resides. Like, um, I don't know, I've never read the hive mind theory, but there's like a, I think the best way to describe one of these things is like, if I cut your arm off, you're still you, you're still Daniel. If I cut your leg off, both your legs off, both your arms off, if I put you on a life support system, where does the cutting off of organs and parts of your body end and you begin because if i cut your head off and keep you on a life support system with nutrients and oxygen and what have you you're still thinking you're still breathing you're still daniel can even go as far as almost cutting just tiny bits of your brain out and you're still you but if i take a like uh you know a 10 percent of your brain out your entire personality will change and so the question is where is our consciousness stored where are our memories stored and what makes us us and being that we are beings creations of the universe at large are we a shared existence um where uh, how how do we access that shared consciousness that shared mind is the brain some sort of yeah. super complex data streaming key that allows us to reach a particular bubble or cloud of information that is what is quote unquote us um, so like, that's that's just touching, just just scratching the surface. And I feel like with Philip K's Dick Science Fiction, he tends to explore that side of things as opposed to robots, like yeah. running about. Going up I mean, he explores those things, but it just it just so happens to be in the future. <laughs> that's all it is. I mean, the future lot... being nineteen ninety seven, but you know, yeah, the future but, for the, <laughs> but do you understand? Like a lot of a lot of his, this is this yeah, is again that uh, makes a great science fiction writer is the concepts. It's it's not a lot always, of his stories, though, Dan. Look... Sorry, like a lot mm. of his stories. Sorry, could be set in any time, and still have this for, for the most part, at least anyway. Um, have a, it could be like for us because we're obviously it's twenty twenty, two thousand twenty, however you want to pronounce it, um. We could say, we could look back and he goes, oh, yeah, according to this guy, it's, you know, we should be fucking, uh, we should have uh, settlements on Ganymede and Juno by now and we should be fucking, you know, settling the fucking distance uh, realms of uh, the sky and all this shit. But no, we're just sitting here in front of our laptops just talking shit about sci-fi. Um, so that that's one, one element of a retro kind of sci-fi that I enjoy is that their kind of uh, idea of the future, yeah, it didn't quite peter out as they'd uh, hoped. <laughs> at it's least not pan- uh, it's not panned out. Uh, they might have written, but I don't think again. Um, even with regard to, like for example, 
um, Demolition Man was released in 1993, and the first part of it was based in 1996. So three years later, they decided that they would have the technology to be able to like cryogenically freeze people without killing them. And I think hmm. his sentence is like 35 or 36 years later, so from 96, 2006. So, you know, the world will have changed that drastically within the wait, next wait, wait, five just, years. We'll be living in demolition Just to sidestep, is he punished by being cryogenically frozen? No, no. Um, that is his prison sentence. Instead of going into a prison, he's frozen. Uh, the 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 idea of the cryogenic freezing, which is actually a really good point of this film, it isn't so much about punishment; it's about rehabilitation. Like if you look at the prisons in America compared to the prisons in the Netherlands, um, the prisons in America are about punishment. The prisons in north northwest uh, Europe are about rehabilitation. So you go there, your your isolation in America is your punishment. You're not allowed to look at newspapers, read the news, read have the radio, contact with the outside show. world, that sort of thing. Whereas, and you're not allowed, like, you know, your library is limited. Um, whereas you look at prisons in the northwest of Europe, it's about educating you and rehabilitating you. And I mean, when it comes to drugs as well, if you look at Portugal, they are, if you're caught with like a massive bag of weed or cocaine or heroin, you're no longer convicted as a criminal. Because they are no longer illegal. Uh, sorry, not illegal. Uh, they're no longer criminalised. I don't know what the, uh, the terminology is, but instead of going to prison, you're put into a hospital. You're treated with an illness as opposed to being treated as a criminal. And I think in Demolition Man, it's the same thing. They're not treating you as a criminal. They're treating you as someone with an, uh, like a mental issue. And part of his rehabilitation, like they, before he gets frozen, before any of the criminals get frozen, they get like a little thing put on their head and they're going to get um, personality reconfiguration. So like when John Spartan <laughs> wakes up, he can fucking knit a jumper in the night, whereas Simon Phoenix can, he's got like ex super strength and martial arts skills. But the point is like they're supposed to have their personalities changed over the time that they're frozen and they're supposed to be frozen for an amount of time that when they start they will have a fresh start they will, like their friends and family will no longer be around which is why the sentence is a minimum well, of I don't know, five years <coughs> cryogenically being cryogenically frozen to uh, be awoken awoke awake awoken in the future doesn't really feel like a punishment to me it'd be more like a treat <laughs> that's the that, no, that's, that's, well, that's what i'm saying it's not a punishment i mean to a degree it's a punishment because can you imagine if i go right dan you uh let's say like we uh change the laws and like you know once we leave europe once you leave europe <clears throat> the laws change the uh the human rights change and let's say uh, a police officer's driving past you and whether you did it on purpose or not you drop a crisp packet on the floor did it or not it doesn't matter they see that you dropped it so they pull over like judge dread and they're like You've just broken the law. You've lit. Whoa, 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 hang on. I'll pick it up. No, no, no. It's too late. You've already dropped it. I dropped it by accident. Doesn't matter. I see you drop it. I'm the judge. I'm the jury and the executioner. I'm going to freeze you for 100 years. During that time, I'm going to put some shit in your brain where you're going to be like, you're going to make sure you're never going to drop another crisp packet and your skill is going to reflect the time period of which you're going to wake up. When you wake up, you might be quite adapt to exist and live in that time period. And although it was never considered to be a punishment per se you've just woken up a hundred years in your future your brother your sister your mum your dad your nieces your nephews they're all dead everything you knew is gone how is that not a punishment so yeah all right you're not being put in a cell where you're eating shit food for 50 years where you're surrounded by a bunch of other fucking criminals trying to rape you every time you take a shower 
there is that element of the punishment wow, removed. But <coughs> you're vain, ain't you? Re- you think all you think they're all in there to rape you? I'd say you're about a prison six mm-hmm. or a prison seven, or maybe a prison five. Ben, you're not seeing this face. I just shaved. I look beautiful. <laughs> you're fucking queuing up. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, so it isn't about specifically, oh, it's a punishment or whatever. It's a rehabilitation, is the way. And and like I say, the, coming back to Philip K. Dick, the, one of the ma- one of the main reasons is one of my main like fate. One of my favourite writers is because his version of science fiction isn't so typical and polarised. Is he, he? He does. He's not scared to fucking. Well, he's not scared to drop a bunch of fucking acid and write about it, basically, which is, I think, how he come up with most of his storylines. But anyway. Yeah, mate, mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> uh, the main, uh, I suppose, the big reveal of the story is that he kind of, he, you know, he's not going crazy. It's not like the world has forgotten about him. It's just he's, he's a man displaced in reality, I suppose. And the only reason he gets dragged back into reality is purely because the woman that originally took the drug that was thinking of him while she took the drug um, interacted with him and then reminded him that you know she had some records of him and she slowly dragged him back into his own reality. And the more he was able to kind of uh, re-interact with his own reality, the more people started remembering him, the more people kind of... Yeah. I say remember. Remember's basically the wrong word, but recognise, I suppose. And slowly but surely, he goes. He he's pulled back into his um, reality. I suppose that that he's 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 back as the celebrity. He's back as someone that exists. And uh, yeah, without ruining the ending for everybody too much, because I've ruined about ninety nine percent of the book anyway. Um, it's definitely got a good payoff at the end of it. Whereas a lot of Philip K. Dick stuff, it's very um, you kind of think, oh, there's going to be a happy ending. Surely, uh, oh wait, no. No happy ending here. Doom and gloom. That's all it is. Um, but yeah, um, really good story, really good book. I'm surprised there hasn't been a uh, story already. And when I say the the whole uh, cliche kind of storylines, I think it's been done a few times where I think it was that god-awful fucking movie about the Beatles music where that guy wakes up and, oh, no one knows who the Beatles are. And... Uh, yeah, all of a sudden, oh, no one remembers the Beatles. And then he basically goes on to play all their music and becomes rich off of it. But, you know, that kind of whole... Apparently that was the case, yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so, by modern standards, there probably isn't going to be a whole um, uh, element of surprise or shock by anything that you'd read in any of his books. But you've got to kind of remember that this is more pioneering stuff at the time than it is... Now, yeah, it was OG, Dan. OG, where the fuck are you, Dan? What are you doing? You having a wank? (laughs) Oh, I take that as a yes. All this talk of prison. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. <laughs> what about the prison or? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> <No. clears throat> um, yeah, so you might not find it to be the most original outlook on science fiction, but 
he was one of those original visionaries, which, like, <clears throat> when I say a lot of people consider him as well as um, Asimov to be the grandfathers of science fiction, along with H.G. Um, Wells, it is truly because they were writing stories and they were coming up with ideas and concepts that were like nothing and no one before them. They were like the Metallica of their era. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? Like, <clears throat> So, a lot of modern science fiction, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but they borrow from that. And uh, I think I've, I've said to you before, Dan, when we were in the band, and you were saying like a, I think it was at the end of the song Rumours that we had, and you went, because it fits so perfectly with a riff. And I always said to you, I, like, I regret that we, we cut that off of the recording, because Live used to do it, when we used to jam, you used to do it. And it was, I don't know if it was an actual Jimmy Page like like little lick, but it fit perfectly there. And I was like, well, that's like the reason we're here. The reason we are standing in this pigeon shack, jamming in a rock band, is because we've listened to Led Zeppelin's, because we listen to The Darkness and Guns N' Roses and ACDC and Leonard Skinner. We listen to those bands. They have influenced us to the point of where they've inspired us. And so, yeah, our music may sound... There may be elements of our music that sound similar to what has influenced us. So when you read modern science fiction, watch modern science fiction, listen to modern science fiction, there's always going to be that reverberation, if you will, or that, that echo of the past and those those grandfathers of science fiction. And, yeah, um, Philip K. Dick. It's definitely... like So I think the reason it's one of his, <clears throat> his uh, more unknown books is because there hasn't been a film made about it. But it's, uh, you know, it's my second of his favourite book. It's, it's now your first favourite book by that author. Um, if anyone listening is looking for looking to get into reading science fiction, there, there's that's where you start. If you haven't already started reading H.G. Um, Wells, get on uh, Philip K. Dick. Get on Isaac Asimov. They are the, they're as good as you're going to get. They are the foundation, to coin a phrase. Foundation, then. Foundation. Foundation. It's just because... Um, Asimov had a whole series called Foundation. But anyway, the point is, build your way up from there. There's so much um, fantasy I've, I've found in the last year, because I, <clears throat> I think I said on here before, never be, been a massive fantasy reader, but I've always loved The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. Started to expand outward from there, reading The, the Wheel of Time, all that sort of jazz. When you're looking for it, you're like, well, I've already read the best. But when someone says to you, well, you have read the best, now read something by someone as good, but in modern times, like a Robert Jordan or whoever fucking else that names escape me right now, they're like building their castles on the foundations of those those great authors, those great writers. I'm kind of losing where I'm going with this, but whatever. Yeah, read that book, yo. Do you think we've done enough dick stroking for one uh, recording, Dan? Never. <laughs> uh, yeah, for one recording. <laughs> for one recording. That's good. Oh, yeah. So, on that note, Dan, did we talk about what book I got you for your birthday on the last episode? Um, something about Mary of Algebron. Yeah. So, I got Dan the book Flowers for Algernon. Um, Dan's halfway through another book at the moment the fifth science 
once he finishes that, he's going to start Flowers for Algernon, and then we're going to have a little bit of conversation about it. On so here. that's something to look forward Very to for our break. Maybe episode seven, maybe episode ten at this rate. Mm, I would like it to be sooner, Daniel. Perhaps episode five or six. What? What? Yeah, nine, ten. Consider how many episodes we put out a year, and how long it takes you to read a book. You could probably do it next episode. Big yeah. words, Dan. If it, if there's words with more than like three or four syllables, I struggle. You see, that's the glory with this book, Dan. You won't know until you start reading it. But this I book mean, Algernon, that's, that's just stretching it. Yeah, but Algernon's a retard. Oh, no, Algernon's the mouse. It's written. The book's written by a retard. No, from the re- perspective of a retard. So you'll get it. <laughs> Cheers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, oh man. Did you uh, not 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 to do that thing? But um, did you see the trailer for the new Batman film? As it happens, then yeah, about two hours before we started recording, (laughs) I was I I saw it and I was thinking, oh, what what they need to do is play like any any generic song from My Chemical Romance over it. (laughs) <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's exactly the fucking thought I had, man. I swear to God, that's exactly. I'm like, this just looks like a fucking My Chemical Romance like um, music video. Honestly, it was fucking awful. And I tell you, the thing I thought throughout of it, I was just like, what they really need to do is stop making Batman films. It's been done. Yeah, it's been that done. That Spider Man, right? Just fucking. And the guy that's playing him, don't know who. You know, like, Robert Patterson doesn't look. He doesn't. He ain't got. He ain't got the face. He hasn't got the chest. He, he's not built to be Batman, right? And he, and there's a bit in it where he's like, "What? What the hell are you supposed to be?" And then he just brutally beats the fuck out of a guy. And I don't mean like in a Superman where they're sort of like swinging around and Batman like capes flying everywhere and there's like loads of martial arts. He grabs the guy by the scruff of the throat and just fucking smashes him in the face about twelve times. When the guy drops to the floor, he then jumps on him and punches him in the face <laughs> another three times. I was like, "Well, that." He's just violent. Well, no, Dan. That's not action. Does he get his door keys out and make him count? (laughs) Well, yeah. Put him between his fingers. Starts windmilling in. Actually, no. I think think I'd uh, like to see a more realistic fighting style from Batman. One where the the guy's on the floor, he just, like, kicks him in the kneecaps. Yeah, stomps. A couple stomps in the kneecaps. None of this, like, kapow, kapow. We we spoke about this a little while ago. Sorry to like change subject and now we're gonna drag on for a bit, but I think we did speak about this a while ago, around before the end game and the whatever the fuck it was with the Marvel. It's like there's gonna be a point where it's like they're not gonna make any money on this anymore because people are just sick and fucking tired of Batman, Superman, Aquaman, fucking Iron Man, the Hulk, the fucking this, the like the It's like the Western back in the day. Like yeah. they just Although so many westerns from so many cowboy films, people just got bored and it died. It's probably why the when Joker. The fuck is it with superheroes? It's probably why that Joker film did so well. Exactly because uh, yeah, it wasn't. I remember saying on that episode, like it wasn't. It wasn't like over. It 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 wasn't comic book. No, it was character study. Yeah, totally it would agree. be nice. It, I don't know how they would do it for Batman, but it would be nice to have a Batman version of the Joker, where it was. A character study. Thanks. Uh, the thing is, I don't think you could do it with Batman because it's like with with the Joker is is is, is mental. Is a psycho. Thanks a miss on this episode, Batman, Dan. We've agreed far too much. 
on this episode we've agreed far too much it's it's weird I think it's probably time to end our friendship and call it a day Dan <laughs> now uh, I was uh, I was watching it and I was just thinking oh my god I mean he even looks like a he looks like the 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 eighth member of uh Okay, it's just I just remember watching it, just thinking, "Oh fuck me!" Like they've turned. What's that band? That that song, Captain and Mountains. I am the mountain. Biffy Clyro. You are the sea. Yeah, he looks like he belongs in Biffy Clyro or something like that. It's just it, like he should be in one of their music videos where he just jumps down and like kicks the feet out of someone well, and then throws a chess piece at him or something. Robert Patterson you know? was the uh, the dick sucking vampire from Twilight. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> Can't say I've seen it. Oh, I've had to sit through some of them in the past, then. I feel your pain, man. I had to sit through. I say I had to. I took my little sister to all the Harry Potters. Yes. Bar the last two. He was he was in one of the Harry Potters as well, Dan. <laughs> yeah, just after a while, Hermione Granger got too old for me. Oh, kind of. So you've just you know to no, play the character that, of the that, books. Dan, you've just reminded me of a clip from uh, I think it was um, MTV Cribs. It was one of these uh, I, I say quote comedians. I ain't got a fucking clue who it was. Um, but uh, I think he was like they were going for his house and they went into this room and it was just like there's barely fuck or anything on there and it was like white walls all the way around except Dan, for the... was this a website where it was a guy sitting on his bed with a red and yellow scarf and it had like a fucking countdown to no this... until she was 18 no no this is that that's the website uh, you had web... that, that was your homepage you fucking weirdo <laughs> <laughs> no he had a picture of like the Olsen twins this is how old it was because it was like early 2000s. And they were going around like the room. So he went, oh yeah, they're the Olsen twins. And he looks at the camera he's like, they'll be 18 soon. And then it just kind of zoomed off. And I remember back then thinking, oh, that's a bit weird. <laughs> so what was we talking about? Yeah, so uh, New Batman looks awful. Yeah, New Batman film looks awful. Um, saw another trailer for the Wonder Woman. Just give it up. So, Does it, or are we just getting old? Uh, well, I saw another trailer for the Wonder Woman film as well, and that just doesn't look great either. Like, she's fucking doing like a Tarzan thing through the sky, like getting her whip out and like riding thunderbolts and all this crap. I don't, I don't know if that's uh, canon or whatnot, but it just Dan. looks fucking pants. Dan, 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 Dan. It's Dan. DC, man. DC <clears throat> just looks shit. I don't mind. Like, they're all the same to me. DC Marvel. It's, it's all the same fucking it's superheroes running around in mad costumes. Like, I like it. I enjoy, you know, I love Thor. Thor. Uh, you know, I, lo- I like Batman. I like it all. It's all good times. all good fun. It's a fucking laugh. However. I'll cut all this out, yeah? I can hear me. Can you hear me? Let's just carry on. What was the point you were making, Dan? What was the point you were making? <clears throat> there's no point to it um, what we'll do is just sort of finish it up the, podca- the podcast there we go and we're back can you hear me Dan right yes so there is a point you were making anyway let's carry on as normal now so uh, and go so there is a point you're going to make Dan <clears throat> uh, what was that point I don't know something about a new Wonder Woman looking fucking ridiculous <laughs> moments past <laughs> little technical hiccup local issues and all that crap however on that note i think um i had 
Lower decks flash out, oh, yeah, flow by tears. Um, unless there are other points you wanted to hit on, Ben, I think we uh, need to do some sort of professional outro, and I'll fucking yeah, man. Uh, tomorrow. Let's uh, let's do the outro. Let, let's let's remind all of our listener that uh, there is a Twitter page. <laughs> Jaro, let's not even bother with this anymore. <laughs> Go for it. You got something you've you've authorized something, haven't you? You've authored something that you want to read out. I know you. No, I honestly haven't actually. I was just closing some other shit to make sure it's not going to interfere <clears throat> and make sure I'm still recording myself. Um, and thank you very much for listening, people. That's all we've got time today for. Well, we actually oh, do have a lot more time, but Dan, I forgot so to, to say about. at the start of the show. Oh, oh boy, have we got a oh, show for you? Fuck's sake. Oh boy! Oh boy! Did we have a show for you? And if you've been listening this, <laughs> if we you've didn't. got this far, then you know that <laughs> we really didn't. <laughs> However, thank you for listening. Um, fuck all the Gmail and whatever and the Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a nice week—two weeks, three weeks, months, whatever it is—till we do another one. Take it easy, uh, Dan. You got anything you want to say? No. It's been our pleasure. Thank you and good night. Click. Click. Dan, I legitimately am stopping recording now. As am I.